0: So you're not going to announce it?
1: I don't care. <laughs> you want me to? <laughs> so this, this is uh, episode 16 of the Knife Journal Podcast. I'm Kyle Versteg and uh, the man of the hour, the big kahuna, the main cheese, uh, whatever you want to call him, is uh, Jim Noka.
0: Yeah, all of that, and a bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you're they'd bring kind. back uh, Planter's you're Cheese Balls. You're too <laughs> kind. What kind of cheese balls? Remember those
1: planter's cheese balls? And oh, yeah, 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 food? yeah. 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 There's, that was the good old days. Yeah, there's like nothing that's even close to it. And I know they're all supposed to like be the same, but they're not. So. No, but we have fried oysters. Oh, yeah? How are those? Yeah.
0: Oh, really good. You know, next time you come up here, I'll get some. I'll make them, make them up for you. I put them. What I do is I grill them. Okay. I, I uh uh Open them up, pull them out of the out of the shell, um, put some put them back in the shell. You know, just kind of shake them loose from the shell. Yeah. Uh, put a little bit of butter, put a little bit of garlic, put a little bit of Parmesan cheese, mm-hmm. and put them on a real high grill uh-huh. outside on my on my regular uh, gas grill. Mm-hmm. Cook them for about a couple minutes, three or four minutes, and they cook up real nice in there, and the cheese melts really good, and they are just outstanding. Sweet. Yeah, they're really good. That does sound good. Do you have an oyster knife that you use? <laughs> oh yeah. Actually I have two. Okay. Um I don't remember what brands they are. And um I know we talked about making them up at Mike's one time. Huh. Because of that. That's true. They're, they're, but yeah, they're they're um I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't know. I got one at the place where I got where I get my oysters from, and it's just nothing but a wooden handle, just a traditional oyster knife but i've seen them you know i've seen a couple makers make them
1: huh yeah probably and, uh, in the northeast
0: there huh yeah 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 they're pretty cool sweet pretty damn cool so i understand you were a little bit under the weather yeah you had some brought yeah. home
1: some crud from the philippines yeah but it's getting better uh i you know I got kind of sick feeling a little weak and stuff but a couple days ago i started cipro and i'm my respiratory stuff is getting better but yesterday it was it was so stupid, it was almost funny. I Nine in the morning, I started sneezing, and I sneezed with every other breath until like 8 p.m. at night. And my eyes swelled shut and everything else, and it was just... Uh, I must have gotten into something that I was allergic to, which is... Wow, well, that's pretty bad. Crazy, because I'm not allergic to anything, so you, you tell me. I don't know what to say. Yeah, but uh, I don't know what better. to say. I, hopefully by, uh, next weekend I'll be a hundred percent for deer hunting. So.
0: Yeah, you're lucky you got deer season late.
1: Yeah. We, uh, well, I wish it was a little earlier because usually the, the time that I go deer hunting, the weather is just terrible, you know, um, I'm glad I, so I'm in gun season two, um, and this weekend, actually tomorrow gun season one starts, but, uh. Couldn't get the land lined up until uh, gun season two, so that'll be fun. How, how far south of the 45th parallel are you? Oh, geez. You know, I don't know. I think we're, um, I mean, it'd be an easy enough question to answer. Uh, I've got a GPS unit. <laughs> right here, actually.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, because that, that's, uh, you know, the 45th parallel is halfway between the equator and the North Pole. Oh, okay. And that's that's kind of a uh, we're above that.
1: Oh yeah, and it's pretty pretty cold up there, as I as I recall. Yeah, the days are a little bit
0: shorter than if they were south of the forty fifth.
1: Huh. Well, let, let me see here. I can tell you in just a minute. Change location.
0: I'm at forty two degrees. Okay, so you're 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 a couple of lines south of us.
1: Yep.
0: What's all that? that's that's the stupid puppy you hear him? yeah yeah they gotta cut that's the that's the 13 month old animal fighting with the uh six-year-old coon dog oh Oh, oh, now they're going here hear that i have got to go deal with that okay be right back Yeah, yeah there a little peace and quiet now
1: yeah so i so i was uh to bring it around to knives you know of course a lot of our listeners uh hunt and things and so I was trying to think of, geez, what knife am I gonna use that won't that won't piss somebody off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just remembered. I have one uh that won't make yeah, that anybody you made. mad. Um yep, this is the made that. Uh, Bark River uh it's my blue handled uh butcher. Basically I patterned it after that's... grandma's butcher knife. Yeah, and uh that'll make a great that'll make a great deer knife. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. Um and I'm gonna use that uh to Clean it, and then, you know, we'll probably get more than one, so I'll probably use that for one. And and I want to try out that uh, Grand Force Brooks uh, uh, hunter's axe on one, you know, because it's got the burnished pole that you can knock the skin off with and stuff. Right, right. Those actually work pretty well. Yeah. I mean, you can
0: actually... You could actually skin a whole deer with that.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen videos on it and stuff, and it, it yep. looks pretty darn slick. I mean, because yep. there's a there's a real good plane between the skin and the meat there. I mean, basically all you do with your knife is just release it. It's you don't yep, really have just, to cut much.
0: Yeah, open. All you do is open it up a little bit, and it mostly pulls off if it's yeah. warm. Yeah. I mean, I know what what I've and a lot of people the the easiest time to take a take a skin off is when the deer's warm. Yeah. And a lot of hunters don't want to do that because it because they want to show off their deer. They want it to hang for a week on the buck pole or whatever. <laughs> and um me, I've always been kind of a meat hunter, so it 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 doesn't matter. I'd rather just The the other thing that kind of cracks me up, do you guys hang your deer head up or head down down there? Uh I we do it head down, actually. Yeah, 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 that's the way you're supposed to do it. That's the if, that's the way that somebody that wants to eat meat does it.
1: Yeah, well, and that's that's um, all I ever do. I, I I don't have a single deer trophy. I I hunt right. for meat. If I see a big fat doe, man, Bambi's mom's gonna be in my freezer. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Well, the the um, what happens? A lot of
0: people they hang up here. I don't know why they do it, but they a lot of people hang it head up. Why? I. I think so that they can show off the heads. Um, okay. It's kind of interesting because when you explain it to them why you hang it the other way, they don't. It doesn't matter to them. I mean, yeah, they don't care. When you hang it, when you hang it head down, um, you're, the 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 meat captures the blood in the rear quarters. It doesn't leach out anywhere. Uh-huh. If you if you do it the other way, the the blood tends to run out of the critter.
1: Yeah, out of the drips out, out of the drips out
0: the nose or the neck. If you if you don't leave the head on, it drips out the neck. Well, yeah, and then um, the
1: the other thing it would do would be to drain um, drain into the chest cavity. Um, even even after it's gutted, there's still going to be that's still going to be the path of least resistance. Right, because that's where but everything. But then it
0: runs, and then it runs out the. Yeah, then it, it just the runs right <laughs> out. Yeah, it's no big deal.
1: <laughs> one,
0: one of the things that uh, that I always do, and I don't know, maybe you want to try this with with your kill this year. I found it to be extremely an extremely good way to um, to harvest your meat and not get it all screwed up. Okay, is is after you make your shot, you go collect your deer. Throw it in the back of your truck or your car or wherever. You, get it, get it hung up without taking the, without taking the guts out of it. Okay. Do it as quickly as possible, obviously. Skin the deer out from the from the you know hang it by its rear legs. Yeah. Skin it, skin it out, and then after you after you take the skin and take the head off, then open up the cavity and let the guts come out huh. into a into a five gallon pail. Yeah. Then you got coyote bait and you have a very clean deer because you don't get a lot of hair on the outside of it. Yeah. Um what what I always did was uh when you do it that way you 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 skin around the rear legs, then you pull it down, then you skin through the taint area. <laughs> and then um pull the back half back and the forward half forward yeah. and then you you undress the deer like a like a like a tube. Yeah. so when you're when you're finished you end up with a hide that's actually attached on both sides because you're pulling it off like a complete tube yeah then you pull it out to the front you cut the front legs loose and and then skin it all the way out to the neck and the head yeah and mm-hmm. uh um, I've done it that way for a lot of years yeah. and as long as you can get it you know if, as long as it's a reasonable place to get to where you can drive up with your car or your truck or whatever when, wherever you shoot it you don't have to drag it any length of distance but if you got to drag it that's a different story then then by all means field dress it but um back when we were on the farm that's the way we used to do it we'd we'd shoot them in the field and then go and drive up there and pick them up yeah that's that's uh, how you
1: do uh livestock typically
0: yep yep exactly and then uh that way there you don't you know you you're real careful about you know, you're not nicking anything. You're not getting anything dirty. You don't have a lot of hair on the outside of the carcass. Yeah, and you
1: can see everything real well. Exactly. And, and you don't, you're exactly. Not, you're not bent over in a snow ditch, uncomfortable, and exactly. that's when people make mistakes and stuff. Exactly. So. Yep. And uh, and I
0: I tell you, if you're if you're in the market for harvesting, uh, if you're hunting for harvesting meat. That's
1: that's the way to do it. If yeah. you have the ability
0: to do it that way, that's the
1: way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to see a situation. Sometimes we get them clear back in there, and yeah, you know, it just depends. Uh, yeah. So that should be fun. Um, that's next. So when you brought when you let's
0: go back to your Philippine sickness for a second. So so you're not um, talking about an STD.
1: No, God, have. no. I'm a I'm a good <laughs> Iowa boy. I don't cheat on my wife. Never have, never will. So all you AIG well, thought, lady fans out there, just know that it, it's a pipe dream because even if you're like, you know, like super duper hot, it ain't going to happen. Yeah.
0: Um, If you're, uh, and you can't even say that you got it from a toilet seat
1: out there because there were no toilet seats. Yeah, that, that's the thing about the third world. You will never, ever see a toilet seat in the third world. And I just don't get it. Like, do you understand that? Like, it's a dollar extra. <laughs> Like why wouldn't you just put a toilet seat on there? Like it's it's stupid. I I just don't get it. I, I, I have never seen a toilet seat outside of the United States. It's like Yeah, they they squat. It's like don't you guys understand that like it you know whatever. I don't want to get too graphic, but anyway. <laughs> well it's
0: it's kinda of funny too because uh in the in the uh in Iraq, they have toilets specially for the Iraqis and toilets specially for the Americans. Okay. The Americans have toilet seats and the other things have feet stirrups. Oh, geez. <laughs> so you can, they can stand on it at a certain spot and okay. hit the hole. <laughs> That's
1: a whole other art form there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny stuff, man. It's just funny stuff. Okay, so we have a bit of news. This, this uh, email that went out a little bit ago... Our good buddies at Blind Horse decided to part company and go their separate directions.
1: Yeah, that's uh, we'd be pretty uh, pretty remiss if we didn't talk about that. That's and pretty kinda, crazy.
0: Yeah, it, and you know the fun, the the thing that kind of surprises me about that whole deal
1: is neither one of them took the name. There's probably something contractually where one of them couldn't.
0: Yeah, well, that could I mean, be. You think that
1: they could work? They could
0: have worked something out though, but. All that marketing and all that other stuff, and
1: yeah, I mean, LT yeah, because d- you know, where does it where does it go? Now you've built this brand, and the thing that's valuable is the brand. the The guys making it probably, you know, maybe, uh, if, what percentage of knife guys that buy those knives would you say know them by name? Well, I'd say a hundred percent. A hundred? Well, I uh, I couldn't name I both would. of them. Yeah, but you would. Really? Yeah. But I've I've met both of them, but I can't say that I,
0: Yeah, but you know know who they are to look at them. Yeah, yeah. If you saw a picture of them, you could say, yeah, that's part of, that's that's 50% of Blind Horse, or that's 50% of Blind
1: Horse. And then here's the other thing. Um, I know enough about the way knives are made and the way that knife businesses are run that, yeah, I know those two guys, and I know they're Blind Horse knives, but do I know that either one of them had anything to do with making my particular knife? You know? You know,
0: it was kind of interesting because that was one of the things that I that I had heard was an, was part of an issue was one. Uh, let's say you order a knife, and it was one that one of the guys made mm-hmm. that was maybe available, maybe not available. Hmm. But they wouldn't make ones. You know, I mean, the the whoever made it was responsible for making it. Make fill in the orders. So, so I, yeah, so I found that kind of a little bit intriguing. I, I didn't realize that. I thought that they were running batches of knives that they designed together, but oh, apparently not.
1: Well, and then, well, the the way to do it is, so if, the way I would do it is, okay, so I designed this knife. Um, we're still going to run, we're going to do a batch of 50 of them or whatever, and that's what our shop is going to do for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And then... You switch to the next knife. Who designed it doesn't really doesn't really matter. You still have to have a workflow and a production schedule that's going to be optimized to, you know, make efficient use of your shop. I don't I don't see how the designer has much to do with it, but that's weird. Well, and they were they were far
0: apart. I mean, they were they lived a distance apart, so that well, might how did be they something. have a shop?
1: How did they have um, one shop?
0: I think I think they. I don't think they did. I think that half of them went one way. I mean, I don't. I don't know exactly how it, the logistics of it. Um, maybe they were meeting halfway in the middle. Yeah, maybe. I
1: don't know. Because I I know some of the guys that work for them. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it'll be interesting to see where they all end up. Well,
0: that brings me to a, another part of that. It was kind of interesting because I I don't I'm making. Maybe I shouldn't make assumptions like this, but it kind of looks like like um, Dave Canterbury went one way with hmm. one of the guys, hmm. and uh, the editor from uh, S- was it SRI? SRI, yeah, Mike. Um, Mike went with the other one.
1: Oh, that's weird. How so does I, that so work? I'm not. Well, who owns? I, I don't, here's the here's the crazy thing. It's like if Blind Horse Knives owned and operated SRI, then how does that go with one guy and not the other? Well, I'm not sure that Dave. I'm, I I think Dave probably owned that. Okay. But I but I yeah, don't know I don't
0: that. Know. I maybe Dave maybe Dave and Blind Horse owned shares of it or something. I don't know. Yeah, who
1: knows? I don't know.
0: Um, but but I was I was intrigued by that because Mike. Um, Changed his LinkedIn um, profile job to uh, director of marketing for LT. Huh. Huh.
1: Yeah, so... So that was kind of... Yeah, that's, I mean... That was kind of interesting. That's got to be probably the biggest knife news that I've heard in a long time, that that company split up. That's... that's, Right. That's pretty... uh, Pretty earth shattering. And it'd take something like a major disagreement between the two main guys. Which which makes me think, you know, if you're gonna have a knife company, maybe there should just be one main guy <laughs> so that it can't split up. Well, and you know, there was there was some
0: rumors that they weren't getting along. I, I don't like to be a rumor monger, hmm. but you know, that was that somebody had said that to me a while back, but I, I don't know that to be true. I've always known both of them as being pretty you know, if they if they weren't getting along, they weren't showing it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they seemed like they seemed like two peas in a pod when I met them. Yep. Yep. You know? So, who knows? I mean, you know, people people do things for funny reasons. I mean, maybe it was maybe it was time. Maybe it was just, you know, they decided that they wanted to go their own direction. Yeah. And they really did. They, you know, um, maybe battle horse knives, maybe was a little bit Maybe they wanted to do more tactical, yeah. And LT didn't want to do tactical. He wanted to do more bushcrafty stuff, and mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. You know, I and and maybe maybe it was all amicable. Maybe they were all happy, and they, you know.
1: Yeah, we can only hope. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So then, uh, so there's that. Uh, let's see, what else? What else did I hear? I heard something else recently. Hmm. I don't know. You got any other news? Nah, it's pretty quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. I
0: know that. I know that uh, that uh, um, Cyber Monday knife sales in the knife world were pretty up. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yep. That was like the. Some of the guys are saying that uh, it was the first time that they've ever had a Cyber Monday, that their numbers seem to be like crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people liking knives. Um I, I've been, uh, you know, I, I occasionally will play a video game and I've been playing this, uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, right? <laughs> and so, so the thing that I pay attention to in there is the knives. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's crazy. Um, I don't, I don't think the tactical knife thing is gonna go away, like, anytime soon because no, no. The, the knives in there are all, like, you know real angular looking real like tactical looking knives and that's what the kids um of today are going to grow up thinking you know wow that's a cool knife and stuff like that kind of like i was with the rambo knife you know
0: yeah
1: uh which which makes me think that maybe uh one of the first few knives i need to do when i finally get up and running is going to be a like a tactical looking knife but I'd have to consult with an expert on that, because <laughs> I'm I'm mm. definitely not a tactical knife guy. Well, um, you know what?
0: It I mean, if you're if if guys are making wall hangers, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff that you see that's that's uh, quote unquote tactical looking,
1: you know, is it really? I I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I from my uh, limited contacts with uh, military people and actually um, contact with people who are actual real combat, like, you know, special forces guys, like, they don't use their knife <laughs> for no. that. They use it to open MREs. <laughs>
0: right. So, yep.
1: you know, but uh, interestingly enough, um, one of the main knives in that game, of course, I'm not all the way through it yet. Yeah, uh, looks like a mini version of the M eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it could be so, a
0: Tom Brown. Tra- it could be a Tom Brown tracker knife.
1: Well, it's like that, only it's narrower and longer, and it, but uh-huh. it's not quite as beefy and tall as the M eighteen. But it's it's a it looks like it's about a seven or eight inch blade and not quite as tall. You know, you know those um,
0: companies that make those video games actually. Will have a knife maker design a knife for them. Yeah, that's cool. For to, that, to, you know, yeah, to to give them drawing a drawing for yeah,
1: something to use. Yep. Yeah. So that they can model it and have something cool looking. It'd be interesting yeah. to figure out who made the, who designed those because they actually are kind of neat looking. Like, mm-hmm. I actually wouldn't mind having one of those to like hang you know, on the wall. You know, it's like
0: the, the Tom Brown Tracker knife.
1: Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you've ever played
0: with one, but I've never spent any time with one. Yeah, and I'd lo- I I would not mind actually trying one out to see what all the what all the hoopla is. I mean, everybody poos that knife, and and half the people that poopoo would have never never even held never one. even yeah. seen one or held one. Yeah, and and um, I I gotta believe that when you make something that looks like that, uh-huh. there, you had to have something in mind when you were doing it. I mean, that, he didn't just throw in those little things, you know, here and there to make it look. Ugly, yeah, <laughs> because it's because it's not an attractive knife. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, it's I mean, unusual in, the, in the knife. It's unusual looking, and it's not. But, <laughs> but I gotta believe that he had some some idea why he wanted it that way. And it's interesting that there's a there's actually a a little bit of a following of that knife.
1: Yeah, well, there's um, tons of companies make it, you know. Uh huh. And so, and, and so, it them, makes obviously.
0: me. Yep, and it makes me well. I mean, guys, that, you know, of course, like anything else, a lot of them aren't getting used anyways. Mm-hmm. They're just getting, you know, put on a, in a drawer or something. But there's a couple. I mean, Chance is a guy that likes to use that knife. Uh-huh. He 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 has several of them, and um, I have to get one off of him and and just play with it and and just see what see what all the hoopla is about because you know, I mean, you can't. I mean, a lot of times there's, you know, you you form a decision about something just by the way it looks, but you have never actually known what the intended purposes of of each little curve and angle that's on that
1: yeah. that
0: particular knife, and that's the one I'm thinking
1: of. Sort of like the sort of like the M M18. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> you should fun. send me one. Well, yeah, I know. Um, well, maybe I'll bring mine up. Leave it up there so you can play with it. Yeah.
0: When are you coming
1: up? Well, I, I'm still waiting on uh, grinder. What the hell's a holdup? I don't know. Maybe they had to like uh, melt steel and like forge new parts, and <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they ran into a supply chain problem. Would be my guess. Huh. Um, but I know it's not going to be this weekend or next weekend because uh, I'm, I'm tied up. But, uh,
0: well, Christmas is coming.
1: Oh, well, I know. Well, and I was going to try to have uh, have a couple knives done by Christmas for people, but uh, not going to happen. It doesn't look like. Uh, but I have you been? Yeah. Have you I've, been beating any steel? Yeah, I've still I'm still making little gauchos here and there, um, because those are entirely forged. There's really nothing ground on those. Uh, right. 'm I'm, I'm just kind of slowly bringing my shop up to speed like today I went and bought a propane heater because it's freaking cold out there and <laughs> well I mean when you're you... like right in the middle of that of that cold blast too aren't you yeah well and then and I bought a new tank I bought a hundred pound uh, propane tank today so um, I should be set for that for a little bit because you know when you run the forge it heats it up real nice but I don't I mean, it's not the most efficient way to do it. So if you're not using the forge, you don't want to run it. You know? Right. What is um? What kind of heater did you get? Uh, Mister Heater. <laughs> oh, but it's you basically a little this, propane the, thing. The, right. Yeah. You be careful of the um. CO. Yeah. Well, I I keep uh I keep one door cracked and the other door cracked and it, there's a cross breeze that blows. Yeah. Blows it out of there in theory. Yeah. Get a pro. Get a uh, CO detector. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be pegged. <laughs> a little bit is, is probably not too terrible. Well, actually, it is. Even a little bit is bad for you. But well, it's it's a cumulative thing. Yeah. Well, it it's got a half life. So I mean, if you're out of the shop for a day or two, it'll all be gone. But um, it's cumulative if you stay in that environment. Right. It, it builds up and up and up and right. then you're hosed. Right, you take it. You take it in a lot faster than you get rid of it. Yeah, because it, it it uh, it takes a while to dissociate from the hemoglobin there. Yep. But if you give them, if you give the people, uh, the only reason I know this is from working in burn unit. If you give them, uh, 100% oxygen, it it cuts the half life way down. Right. And there, I mean, there's all kinds of things you have to do. It really screws people up. But, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, here's, here's something, uh, what are you, what are you carrying, like, I have a rotation of knives that end up in my pocket, um, like, I'm looking right now at, uh, four knives, and there's a fifth one that kind of end up in my pocket, like, you know, on a rotating basis, like, do you have a rotation like that? Currently... I've been yeah,
0: but it's not a weekly thing though. It's usually more of a monthly thing. Yeah. Um, I'm about ready to set aside the uh, the Spyderco, um whatever the hell that model is. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Let me see it. I don't. For some reason, I don't think of the. I. It's that one that uh, that is the Sebenza. Um, like a tribute to Sebenza. Huh. I haven't seen that I I, Yeah, you did. Really? I can't think of the name of it. Yes, huh. you did. Hang on a second. We're going to clap for a second. Okay. Don't. I got a, I got a okay. phone. It's ringing. Okay. But I have a... What the, I cannot think of the name of this thing. God, that just pisses me off. <coughs> I hate that when I can't remember the name of it. Hmm. But I have a, Um. currently have a kind of a rotation bag... Okay. And um, you've seen this guy. He's this one of my favorite knives of all time. Hold it up a bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your uh, Benchmade. 7 seven, ten. Yeah. That's often in my rotation. Oh, and wait, I have one set up for the opposite hand. So you've got
1: two of them. (laughs) That one doesn't get used much, though. Not near what the other one does.
0: Right. Actually, um, what's kind of funny is, yeah, this is the... um, Well, you want to know something really funny? This is the one that's set up for the left hand. The one that doesn't get used as much as the one that's set up for the right hand. Weird. Huh. Isn't that something?
1: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I
0: mean, the pocket clips show that... That one gets a little more.
1: Yeah, it it gets out a lot more. Yeah.
0: What do you think of that? Mm. How do you like that, huh? That's pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, but I do rotate. What I do rotate usually on a on a uh, on a more active basis is the the little folding knives I have in my pocket. Yeah. Uh huh. That that is the one I tend to to have. Whether it's a Spartan or a, a, a Victorinox, or Victorinox Spartan or, or a, um, a case, some kind of little case Whitler,
1: little or, folder that you can whip out and not scare off sheeple and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I usually only ever have one in my pocket. Um, and lately the rotation has been um, the uh, Spyderco Paramilitary 2 with the orange G10 uh, lefty Sabenza, uh, the Benchmade Mel Purdue Auto. Um, is that is that a full size one, a big one? Yeah, it's it's the it's the regular size one. And then uh, the Lefty Damascus Beast. And then finally, um, I'll tell you about this knife, uh, but it comes with a story. <laughs> so this is the DPX uh, Hest 2.0. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's left handed um so i used I used to have two of them, but I gave one away to a Peruvian um who helped me with a passport issue, and then uh the other one the one that I have now, I took across Guiana uh and it's been across Peru too. Um, but I've got a funny Guyana story, and I, I can't tell a whole lot of these stories because um, because of the contract with the expedition and stuff. But this one happened after the expedition. So, okay. So I can tell it. Um, the So Mickey Grossman uh, leaves, uh, and I still had a couple days left in Georgetown. Uh, and so he leaves, and apparently some of the people that were with us um, thought that they were owed some money or something. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't know much about it, you know. Uh, as far as I knew, everything was settled up. And so, um, I was staying at this place called the Rima Guest House. <laughs> and it's, uh, <laughs> like, it's, it's like straight out of like colonial times, you know. It's, it's like a colonial style hotel, like wood building, all this, you know, ceiling uh-huh. fans. And so I was staying there. But these guys would come by like every frickin' five minutes and ask if I was in and pester the staff and stuff. And so I just decided I was gonna uh make like a tree and leave. And so I was I went and tried to find another hotel and I, I did a Google search best hotel in Georgetown. And it comes up with the Hotel Pegasus, right? And it's right on the Georgetown seawall. Uh and it's like a walled compound and I I figure it I checked out of the Rima Guest House and told them I was flying out, so that I figured they'd never they'd never catch me at the Pegasus. So I go to the Pegasus. I'm sitting there. It's got like a gorgeous pool, all this stuff. It's pretty much where all the dignitaries go and stay. And I'm sitting there at night one time, and all these locals come in because it's like there's a pool scene there, like at the Hard Rock, only it's the Pegasus. So all right. these locals come in, and it's, like, apparently a big deal. Like, you might might get there, like, once in your life. So it, it's, like, huge to them. I'm sitting there eating some food, um, having a beverage, and uh, I'm kind of close to the pool, and I hear all this splashing around and stuff, and then I hear this, Hey! Hey! Splash, splash, splash. Hey, splash, 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 splash. Hey, and it's going on, going on, going on. And so finally, I'm like, yeah, I just thought it was two kids screwing around or whatever. So I finally look over there, and I see this woman, and she's like in the center of the pool, and she's like five nine or uh, four nine, and the pool is like five foot there. And so she's bobbing <laughs> up and down, and she's trying to get above water, but she can't get over to the side. And then I see along the pool, there's all these people like just standing around looking at her. And they have a lifeguard, and the lifeguard is just standing there. Nobody's doing anything. There's no buoy to throw her. There's no none of those gaffer hooks that you fish people out of the pool with. There's nothing. And so I go over to the side of the pool, and I'm getting ready to jump in, and I'm like, uh-uh. If I jump in that water, she is going to pull me underneath that water and stand on my head. <laughs> so... She she was just close enough to the edge of the pool that I grabbed a deck chair and I held it out and she grabbed onto the legs and I pulled her over to the side and then uh, fished her out of there and threw her on the side of the thing right at the feet of this man. And the feet of the man that I threw her at was her husband. And he just kind of stood there like <laughs> looking. Her, her husband was standing there basically watching her drown and stuff. And... uh then everybody, all the locals just got pissed, and they, like, started, like, throwing stuff and getting all angry at the pool management and at the hotel because apparently, like, once a week, somebody goes in there and just drowns. Like, they just can't swim. Like, you know, they just they go in the water, and they go straight to the goddamn bottom, you know, and it, it happens, like, once a week, somebody drowns in there, and they never do anything, so... Like it's like the Ted Kennedy Memorial Pool or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you bring your wife there when you wanna get rid of her or whatever
0: you push her in, yeah,
1: it's like, <laughs> and then they'll just they just sink to the bottom and they can't swim for some reason, but so I go back and I finish my adult beverage and my meal, and that's my Guiana story and well, that's a that's a uh, <laughs> that's kind of funny because I could
0: tell when you said that she'll pull me under you 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 didn't go to lifeguard training what do you mean well when you um when you have to jump in the pool that's the thing you got to worry about is getting pulled under by people so what you do is you swim underneath them and go behind them and and work on them from behind so they can't get their arms on you yeah and you and then that's how you grab them and you immobilize them and pull them to shore or pull them to the side of the pool or whatever but yeah but obviously the first step is to handle hand them something yeah whether it's a towel or something that they can grab onto and you can yank them and yeah that's the ideal situation but
1: yeah and then she and then so I get her over to the side and it's like she's she tried to pull me into the damn water you know so like even when she was at the side and we were pulling her out she was trying to pull me in the water and stand on me it's like at that point the thing was though that I'd been carrying a 60 pound pack for two weeks you know, over a couple hundred miles of terrain, and there was no way that a you know four nine hundred and twenty pound woman is gonna pull me into a pool if I don't wanna go no no but it was uh so that's my Guiana story, and in my pocket was the uh d p x 2.8. point ah. <laughs> well this knife
0: is the well, I guess the current my my one that I'm currently carrying is a sage, okay, the
1: spider co sage yeah
0: and cool. i and i like that knife quite a bit yeah
1: a lot not enough to remember the name but <laughs> yeah well well uh so this dpx they they've got a new model out with a little bit shorter blade a little bit smaller um mm-hmm. and it's 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 just a tactical fuller you know i think i'm gonna get one of those when it comes when it's released and left-handed boomer quiet boomer come here you're my dog yeah
0: come what's there, the Bo- deal
1: you see a squirrel
0: or something out Bo- there no i got the other two are outside hang on a second okay boomer i've been you know i've been cutting wood uh-huh and i have a neighbor kid that stacks for me okay and so it might be the neighbor kids out there stacking wood and that could be what the what the deal is huh. in fact i forgot i gotta go to the bank and get some cash money for him and pay him <laughs> <laughs> today's friday's payday and i forgot to get cash money for him oh boy such a rotten boss I am. Yeah, yeah. Got to think of your workers and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to go out there after a bit and tell them, yeah. break the news to them. You're not
1: getting paid, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so you shaved your, uh, you shaved your beard off. Yeah. Well, I, I usually uh what happens is I I usually go fairly native when I go into a country and I stop shaving. And uh, usually what happens is I have these cheap, nasty, disposable razors off, and I start shaving, and I get to do my lip, and it's like it hurts like hell, so I stop. And so I always end up with a handlebar mustache for a while <laughs> Yep. <laughs> until I get See home. And yeah, that. yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, that's, okay, that's usually so, what I do. H-
0: hang on a second. Okay. Hold this thought for a second, this razor thought. Hang on. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna have an unboxing. Okay, I'm gonna have an unboxing. All righty. Something showed up today in the mail.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Small box. This, this, and that. You're gonna laugh. Would you get the razor from uh, that Pawn Stars show? (laughs) How did you know? Did you see that on the tag? No, <laughs> it's about the right size. <laughs> Why did you get one? No, but I thought about it. <laughs> I, I have an old uh, antique single blade razor.
0: You know, and it's funny because I was looking around for my old man's. Because uh-huh. everybody knows that when you when you get to the age that you're shaving, yeah, a lot, um, razors are freaking expensive yeah and and it you. seems like the more razors you get the more expensive it is and uh and so needless to say we're now to the point where like five blades cost 20 bucks
1: yeah it's crazy it's, it's a lot of five money. five razor blades so i mean
0: to, in all fairness it seemed like it made <laughs> sense now i have not sh- shaved with one of these in probably 40 years yeah. 30 years. Yep, that's
1: it. Oh yeah, that's cool. Oh, and look at all these razors. Oh, they just have a bunch in there. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: let's see what what this thing shows up with. Uh it comes in a nice little carrying case. Oh yeah. And it opens up like this and oh, and it even has a little
1: mirror in it. Oh, very nice. Yeah. It's got like like velvet in there and stuff. Yeah, actually, you know what? It feels pretty good. Huh. Yeah, I can see what's gonna happen. You're gonna later tonight. You're gonna be like on Predator when that uh, guy goes and he's shaving his (laughs) face in the jungle and he like breaks off the little bit razor on his face there. You know. Yeah. You're bleeding. So that's
0: kind of that's kind of interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite shows. Yeah, I always watch that before I go jungling. Yeah. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah, this is this is actually looks like it's made halfway decent. That's cool. I'm sure it's made in China or Taiwan or some shit, but But we'll see. We'll see how bad I
1: hack my face up with you it. You gotta have a review for the next podcast.
0: Okay. I'll give you the I'll give you the once over and I know that uh Oh, the blades come in a nice little box, nice little plastic box. Oh, excuse me.
1: Yeah, and it's easy enough to get replacement blades for those, just at Walgreens or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you got. They always scared me though. Yeah, you got to get the mug and and uh, brush thing now.
0: Oh, I have that.
1: Yeah, I use that. I actually use uh, Art of the Shave. Have you ever heard that of that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. I. I use different kinds of soap. I don't always use the Art of the shave, shave Soap, but I do use a couple of their brushes. I bought a brush when I was in Italy, too. Mm-hmm. i got an old, old spice mug okay. that I've had since the beginning of time. Um, I think somebody got it for me as a joke in high school. Huh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then I use um, the soap that you, you basically go, you buy a bar of soap, shaving soap. Yeah. And what you do is you can put it in a microwave and you melt it. Okay. And it melts into the mug. Okay. So that it doesn't get all screwed up. Oh, that's that's slick. Yeah. And then, so it sticks, it stays in there. Yeah. Uh, And then you can, you use it with water, you know, obviously you should get yourself a lather and then um, brush it on. I'm not, the art of the shave is, if, if I'm really like, need to be really, really Shaved up nice. I use that. It has nice oil that you put on first, and then you put your so- soap on. Uh-huh. And then there's after oils that you use. <laughs> um, and it's 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 really nice. I mean, it's it's very. You, when you finish, you feel like you really feel
1: good. Does it come with I mean, eyelash extender? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well you think I'm metrosexual or something? <laughs> I'm about to, you know, I'm teasing you,
1: man. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not like I'm shaving my chest hair.
1: No. Actually, that's you should see all the people that do that. I just have no, this big, nasty, I can't even, hairy
0: chest. I'm never I can't putting even, a razor on there. I can't even imagine that.
1: No, I can't imagine. Can you imagine that growing back and being all itchy and stuff?
0: Oh, it'd be horrible. Oh, man. No way.
1: It'd be horrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't take that. Mm. I couldn't take that at all. Yeah. So anyway, so now I have the Micro Tech Touch 1 and uh we'll see what happens with that. We'll see how bad I hack myself up.
1: Yeah, it's tough for me to beat those uh Gillette Mach 3 deals. Like they're they're well, pricey, you know, but it works so well. Is that is that the one with that vibrates? No, it's just got 3 blades. I I don't have anything fancier than that. And that I have works
0: a, great the thing that I'm using right now is uh it either has three or, no it has more than three blades it has either four or five blades oh my god and it's and it you push a
1: button and turn it on it vibrates wow I wonder why and, uh comb technology hasn't kept pace with uh shaving technology well maybe it did but I don't have to worry about
0: that because I have no hair oh, okay. but I have a lot of acreage to shave I mean that's yeah. the That's the thing that people, you know, a lot of, like Tim Zawada is selling a lot of, uh, a lot of straight razors and, and that's kind of like the latest craze right now is shaving with a straight razor. But what I shave every day, Yeah. you know, a lot of people with straight razors, they don't shave every day. They wait every four days. Yeah, or every three or four days, they ha- so that they have a good heavy beard before they start well, shaving.
1: Well, because you get you get little cuts no matter how good you are, you know. And if you're putting cuts on top of cuts every single day, it, right, it can screw you up. But yeah, I the there is no better shave in my opinion than than one done by a barber with a straight razor. I mean, now, well, you get shaved that way, you stay shaved. Like, I don't, I don't trust
0: anybody that much to uh, hold that I, kind of a knife against my neck. Yeah, my barber's good though. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, she's good. Well, I'm sure that they're all good. It's just I don't trust anybody. Yeah. Well. I don't want an, I don't want somebody else holding a blade
1: that close to my juggler vein. <laughs> I know how fast you bleed out. Well, just start with the back of the neck. Start with that. Now. Just have them do that. And that, that's like. Dude, I don't go to. You know when the last time I sat in a barber's chair? Oh, I guess you're right. Never mind.
0: Sorry. Actually, (laughs) when I was in when I was in Iraq, um, I went to a Turkish barber. Uh huh. Because they have a a technique of removing
1: the hair from your ears. Oh, some crazy thing, huh? Fire! 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 It was awesome. You trust them with that? (laughs) Yes. What's that? Yeah, because because what's what? They're gonna catch.
0: What are they gonna catch on fire? I mean, it's your ear hair. Yeah. And what they do is they take a a thing. It's like a giant, kind of looks like a like a like a foam paintbrush. Uh huh. And they dip it in something that is must be an alcohol base. Uh huh. They light it on fire and then they tap your ear with it. Huh. And it works. The that's the best way I've seen to remove the hair out of your ears. Going. It, it actually lasted a lot longer than if you if you uh, try to shave them. Wow. It's cool. So, if you can find yourself a Turkish barber, let
1: him try that on your ear hair, unless you're you don't have ear hair yet. You know what I want? Yeah, I don't yet, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know what I'd like is, uh, you, you know, um, you've probably seen like uh, donor shops, you know, where they've got the big stacks of meat on, on a vertical rotisserie, and then oh, they yeah. come by with a big huge knife and shave it off. Yep. Yep. There's, yep. Uh, it's called a barg. So. A kebab barg. I, I want to make one of those. Those are cool. Yeah, it's just a big, huge, long-bladed, uh, basically shaped like a chef's knife, but you could shape oh. it however you want. Hold that thought. I'll go get one. Oh. You talking like this one? Yeah, um, yeah something like that. Uh, probably, uh, yeah, they, they make them long. all kinds of fancy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it'd be more for just for just kicks and giggles. Um,
0: this is what I this is what I use a slice loin
1: with. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is a this is a Hinkles, and it says for cutting, not chopping. Okay. Forty-eight, twelve, carbon steel. Uh huh. And it is a slicing fool. Yeah. This is like from the forties,
1: I think. Yeah, it's like a carving knife. Big old
0: carving
1: yeah. knife. yep, and it, well, it's, I'm sure it's from a butcher shop. Yeah. And it's, what it's for... Actually, I'm going to take that just a sec. All right, I'm back. That sounded exciting. Yeah, that's usually what the calls are like. Pretty simple stuff. Okay, so this is like from the 40s,
0: and it's it's for slicing, like, loins, like, into steaks. Yeah.
1: Well, wow. yeah, it's just a big old uh, carving knife. Yeah. With a, yep. But it's and got it's more cool. of an ups, upsweep to the blade tonight than you see a lot. That's probably because right. you're going like this, and by the time you're right. down at the bottom or whatever, it's exactly because yeah. you're cutting like this. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's a pretty cool knife. I really like this. I'd make one of these actually in the future.
1: Yeah, you could Up. forge that real easy because when yeah. you when you hammered the edge, the uh, spine is going to curve like that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be easy to forge. Just get a. This would be good for zombies yeah yeah <laughs> it's like a small sword yeah like a little scimitar type thing only in miniature okay so once again we're in
0: the zombies yeah in the zombie mode and they were trimming uh trees behind my you know i have a power line that goes across my property in the yeah back. yeah and uh i heard the something like a giant vacuum cleaner going and i'm like what the hell is that noise and happened to look out there and there was a here was that zombie machine going down cutting the, cutting the trees, and because uh, I had described this to my kid, and I said this is like the ultimate zombie machine. Huh. If you were gonna if you were gonna ki- be killing a lot of zombies, this is what you need. And it was a it was a boom mounted saw blade that looked like a big circular saw. Yeah. And and they use it for cutting limbs off of trees and then actually cutting trees
1: down too. Yeah. And it was probably uh, the blade was probably four foot around. Yeah, I've seen those. Those are those are on that one uh, logger show. Yeah, those are awesome. And so
0: and so you could you could be and it's got big four wheel drive tractor tires, and it just tucks along and you drive it and you can swing that saw blade around and just neck height and yeah, just all those zombies, zombie heads, all over everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that'd do Be it. Be like the the ultimate uh, zombie killing unit.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you did, if you couldn't get a sword like Michonne's. Yeah, that lady on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that the other day. That thing is crazy. <laughs> do you watch that show? No, because I, I don't have TV. But I'll catch little snippets of it if I'm in like the in in like the <laughs> hospital lounge or something. You know.
0: Now, you know you can you can. Uh, that's on. Uh, I don't know if it's on Hulu, but past ish- editions are are on the internet. Yeah, on it's, Netflix. it's
1: on Netflix and stuff. But I just, I just, I usually like to on those series like that. I like to wait till they're all done, yeah. so I can just watch them in one, you know, stretch and not have to wait like a year. That that's yeah. really annoying. Because then by the time the next season comes out, you've forgotten what happened before and yeah. you have to go back and rewatch it. So do you do you watch those in marathons uh, not not back to back to back i what happens is my wife and I'll sit down for a half an hour at night uh, every once in a while and watch something um but never I can't sit still for longer than a half an hour and plus i I don't have time yeah. so but we'll watch uh like we'll watch sopranos from start to finish every few years um and just watch so, a half hour a night or whatever sometimes. In the darkest of winter when
0: the snow is blowing and it's twenty below zero and it's so nasty on a Saturday, you don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. You don't want to do anything. Yeah. We'll just do that. Sometimes we'll marathon a whole day. Yeah. Well and then We'll that's, curl that's up cool. on the couch and just run out and put wood in the wood in the boiler and then come back in and just curl up on the couch with the with the puppies and bowl of popcorn or whatever whatever junk trashy food the worst you can eat and just veg for the that's day cool there's
1: we you, don't do it we don't do it often but once in a while once in a while have you seen uh have you seen that deadwood oh yeah you yeah that's one of my all-time favorites uh, there's I some badass knives in there
0: you know what's interesting about that show? And and I don't know if you... We we didn't watch it while it was on. We watched it afterwards. Um, in fact, I think we got the DVD. I think we own the DVDs. Yeah, so do we. And if you watch the extras on the DVDs, mm-hmm. I love the interviews with the guys that, with the writing staff. And I was really intrigued with the first season... The language in the first season. If you notice, the language changes
1: yeah, it over does. the three seasons. Because the first season it, is a little, little, little odd. The well, way they... it's the, the the the
0: the the first season was written by somebody that studied language. He he was a linguist. Okay. And he studied American uh, American languages from the past f- forward. Okay. And and his deal was that that this is the way. People spoke back then, and and uh, this was the way the uneducated spoke back when, because they were trying to be educated. Okay. So it kind of cracked me up that you would have you would have these guys who were trying to sound like that they were smart people, but they were every third word was a swear word. Yeah. (laughs) And and I got a big kick out of that, and it was and you know that was the reason for that was they 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 truly didn't know Mm -hmm. that they were you know they were not supposed to talk that way mm-hmm. they were trying to emulate the educated and uh so i so i kind of got a kick out of that but if you notice that the the, the next couple seasons the they didn't emphasize the language yeah that they much. toned it down a bit yep yeah. yep and uh and and i don't know for the good or the bad i got i was kind of drawn in by that by that yeah, aspect that, that's of it what i, I, I liked that was the kind best of about it was
1: they they it sounded like you were listening to a shakespearean play right
0: exactly and that and and uh but that was it i mean they said that during that period of time um, there was a educated people spoke a certain way yeah and so everybody else was trying to because that commanded such a, a higher level of respect than just a uh, podunk didn't go to second grade yeah
1: <laughs> so that i got i was kind of intrigued by that but i i really love that well that that al swerngen's a real guy from iowa yeah you know. Yeah. But, well, uh,
0: they said that they they said that most of the players in that show were real characters. I thought the I thought the the um the Swearegen guy was a combination of several different guys, but I know that the the marshal was real. The Yeah, the, you, you can know. go
1: to the cemetery and see all those names there. Yeah, they're yeah. all up there. Yep,
0: yeah. yeah, that's but, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: but um you, you want to hear a Deadwood story? Okay. Okay, I'm going to start it and just say that I had a Spyderco uh, um, Delica 4 in my pocket. Okay. okay. So there's your knife bit. Okay, so I go, I get this, <laughs> wi- we stayed We stayed up in, uh, I've got two funny stories. They happen back to back. So I stayed up in uh, Deadwood because um, I just, I thought it was kind of a neat town and we'd seen the show and we kind of wanted to see some of the sights and stuff. And, uh. I get this wild hair that I want to go play in a poker tournament. And it's like a $20 buy-in and you can re-buy-in for 20 bucks or whatever. And, uh, I'm, I'm a fair to Midland, you know, Texas Hold'em poker player. Like, I've, I, I, pretty much I will end up on the final table and a lot of times I'll win it, you know. And so I go in there and I'm like, well, I'll, I'll play some poker. It's only 20 bucks. I sit down in there and it's all locals. And they're just talking all kinds of smack and talking across the table and all this. And I'm just sitting there just playing cards. And um, there was this Indian girl who was sitting right next to me. And she was, I, I knew what her thing was. She would always bluff and then like, they for some reason the other players weren't picking up on it. She never had the cards and I knew it. And so she goes head to head with me one time. And uh, she throws all in and I know I've got her beat. I've got a freaking nut flush. There's no way she can beat me, so I pushed all in, and uh, I broke her on that hand. And so she rebought in, and that now she's now she's a little bit afraid of me. And so uh, the next time we go head to head, this time I'm bluffing, and I I pushed in like an enormous stack of chips, and she looks at me, and she's trying to read my face, and I just sat there like this. Just no expression whatsoever, didn't move, didn't give any indication, and she got really mad, and she folded. <laughs> so I took her money.
0: <laughs> and then so after beat- that,
1: yeah, I, I beat her. I, she took a bad beat on that. And then... uh so then, after that, they kept switching me. I'd play like two hands, and they'd switch me to another table and two hands there. They were not going to have me beating their locals. So they they eventually. I still made it to the final table, but by the time I got to the final table, they'd whittled down my my chip stack enough that I'd finished out of the money. So I wasn't okay. too happy about it. Okay. So so I'm going to give you a bit of advice about storytelling. What's that? When
0: you're when you're telling a story, like that. I'm in Deadwood. I'm playing poker. You have to say that this big burly guy with a beard Yukon <laughs> kind of individual with a little French hat on okay, and I describe I- him with his and then and then say and then he was he was you know well, and then he was Billy Badass, and he was, and then he got up and he thought he, we were going to square off, and I just stood up. And well, you know, everybody knows I'm down not like and that. that. Was the end of that.
1: And everybody knows. Everybody knows that if I'm saying that story, it's all bullshit. You know, it's all bullshit anyways. No, this is true. I really did beat a Indian princess. No, no, princess. I don't. You really beat a You really beat a woman, huh? Well, no, an, an Indian woman, like with magical powers and stuff. You know, because apparently nobody else in the room knew that she was full of shit. You know, <laughs> but I, I just I just knew that she was just bluffing. I just knew. So I had you her beat, beat you beat Granny Indian. Yeah, and uh, and then so then the next so this is weird. I I finished the tournament, leave out of there or whatever. I actually beat her twice because she actually bought in again and I beat her again on her bought in chips. But anyway, that's another story. But so <laughs> the next day. Uh, I get up. Kind she could have stood
0: up. She could have stood up and drove a knife into a card on the table. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pl-
1: ways you could have went with that. Well, she was mad, so she well, she was right mad to a chip. She 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 was definitely pissed off, and the the owner of the establishment was watching all of this go down, and the other people at the table were getting pissed that I was sitting there taking money from them and stuff. You and, know, she and she just pulled out
0: this it. Green River knife and she jammed
1: it into the table. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> None of that happened, but what did happen is the, they just I'd I'd they'd move me tables, I'd sit down, I'd play two hands and they'd move me again, so I could never get a read on whoever was it and never never got any momentum built up, and so that they just they just took whittled my stack my chip chip stack down that way. But anyway, so the next morning, I get up, and uh, this time I actually had a bussy badger on my belt. So there's your knife story and uh it's it's kind of early you know it's and nothing's really open and i'm hungry and so i go to this gas station and i in the gas station there i walk up to the uh to the thing they're selling these like uh you have them they're those like little meat um pastry fold over things what are they called it, it oh um they're like you guys are whole, famous like, for like hobo
0: pies or something like that. They call them. Yeah, Those no, things? there's
1: another thing. It's it, basically it's a it's a turnover. Um, basically, yeah, yeah. they take a pastry dough and then they t- turn it over on some sort of a filling and then they bake it. Uh, it's like an English thing, but uh, and and they're like like crazy up where you live. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, so anyway, I go in there and I see this case of them. And uh, here's your here's your story of a kind of a crazy character. So in in the in the door walks this this Indian guy. And yeah, have you seen the outlaw Josie Wales? Oh yeah. Well, you know the Indian guy in that with like the top hat and the braids and all this and like the gray oh, yeah. hair. Yep. Uh, it was the spitting damn image of that guy <laughs> wearing like same the, guy, huh? It, 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 I mean, it wouldn't have been the same guy because I'm sure he he's long dead. But it was the same guy. Like, he walks in and comes up, you know, and he's he goes over and he starts pouring some coffee. And he pours, like, a, a quarter cup of coffee in the bottom of this cup. And then he goes over and grabs this honey squeezer and just starts squeezing honey and squeezing and squeezing hmm. and squeezing. And he filled up, like, half of the cup with honey. And then he stirred it up. And he's like, I don't like a lot of sugar, but honey is, you know, natural. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. And so then he comes over and stands next to me, and he's looking at the choices of these uh, things that you can get in there. And my wife and I laughed about bear this. You bear claws? N- no, it's not. These are like meat meat pastries. So it'd be like um, you'd have like a little pork inside of a some pastry dough that's folded over and then baked. Uh, so like pasties? Pasties, yeah, yeah, that pasties. pasties. No, that's
0: for your boob jobs. Right. Pasties are. Pasties are what the uh, Cornish people make, the miners make. Yeah,
1: it's the same thing. It's it's those, And they have them in Deadwood. Yeah, they've got tons of them. Like it's, you know why? Because of the miners, Cornish miners. Because it was the miners. The well, Cornish miners so, went there. So always. anyway, we're looking at this thing of uh, pasties, right? And yes. uh, there's all these different choices. And I'm looking at the top one, and I'm like, damn, that sounds good. And you, he looks at it, and he goes, sausage and sauerkraut. Ugh, it's too early for that. <laughs> And he, he like grabbed some like maple sausage ones, and of course I got the sausage and sauerkraut, and it was just divine. But anyway, that that's my other uh, my other funny Deadwood story.
0: <clears throat> Deadwood is a neat place. Yeah, I like I like it out there. I mean, I I uh,
1: we used to go hunting out there when I was a kid. That'd be awesome hunting yep. up in those hills there. Yep, we need to go to uh, Wyoming. Yeah, I do a hunt out there.
0: Yeah. But, well, anyways, Chief, we're into our hour. Yeah. And uh, my dogs are starting to howl. And yeah, they're going nuts. They're going nuts, and I gotta go shoot tonight, and gotta do a ho- holiday party, and then go and do a night shoot. Uh, for your for the department, right? Yeah, for the department. So that's kind of fun. I can't drink before I go, so hmm. gotta be sober. Yeah, yeah. It's always but, best when handling firearms. Well, they're they're doing the. Um, the problem is, is that we have uh <coughs> this um holiday party that is the whole downtown mm-hmm. is open up after hours and there's usually adult beverages there,
1: yeah,
0: like, it flows pretty easy there's a lot of like champagne towers and that kind of stuff, yeah, and all this holiday spirit going around
1: and I'm gonna miss out on it, I'm mm, kinda bummed it that does that's no fun although and, never and piece of advice uh never ever ever have a work party with, with a lot of alcohol because <laughs> no. it causes major 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 problems yep so yep
0: yep it does yeah but as you can hear my how my hounds are, are howling and uh um so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get going
1: okay well so what are you doing this weekend this weekend i'm gonna Putts around in my uh, knife shop. I'm, I'm rebuilding my website. And uh, those two things probably. And I'm probably going to cook some good food. Uh, is You're not playing anywhere tonight? No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I I, don't have anything, any gigs until I think New Year's. Oh. Yeah, I don't I don't Are like you playing New Year's somewhere? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're, we've got a gig in uh, Fort Dodge, which is south of me there nice yeah it'll be fun that's usually a pretty good gig is the place that we're playing is always just standing room only wow but yeah we 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 had a real good show last friday that was uh we got a lot of good feedback about that so good
0: yeah and you'll have to you'll have to apply some music to this episode
1: oh i, I don't have it all uh i don't have it figured out yet i haven't even listened to it yet <laughs> Maybe one of these times I'll put something in there, but
0: what you ought to do is put a couple of a couple of bars toward the end of this, oh okay <laughs> and uh and then we'll we'll listen to it and see what we think
1: yeah well if i if I get it maybe have to a that.
0: vote, maybe have a vote
1: yeah well is- my vote would still be for that uh for that uh foggy mountain <laughs> you know <laughs> breakdown <laughs> I like that, yeah, I like that that's my favorite Yeah. Um yeah, or maybe uh Rambo music of some sort, you know like <laughs> yeah. all right chief,
0: all right time to time to sign off, remember to like us on Facebook, yeah, yeah, and uh check out the website, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon i'm gonna get um i' gotta get a hold of Tim Zawada sometime this weekend if I can, and see if I can't make an appointment and uh get him to come up here next week,
1: yeah. Because it, uh, yeah, it'd be, have be fun, a to guest. Have a, fun to have a guest. It's just yep. logistically it's hard for us to get it done because um, of our. We both have crazy schedules, and then trying to coordinate a guest in there, right? Is is right, difficult. Right, right. But, um,
0: oh, I see your kids in the background. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're running around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, my kids are making noise, so okay. I got to go and uh, feed them up. So we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Have fun and have a great day. Yeah. And um, remember, keep your uh, keep your friend sharp and your knife sharper there you go no keep your <laughs> knife sharp and your friend sharper <laughs> <laughs> have fun with yourself yep and your family yep will do good night yep bye